Series, US 131 Motorsports Park. What you like most about drag racing? We are live right now with Modified to the Lanes. Welcome to the US 131 Motorsports Park Drag Racing Podcast. Strap in and hang on for all the latest news, results, and happenings from the fastest quarter-mile track in the world. Gary and Justin will offer different perspectives for what's going on on the track and highlighting different drivers and events along the way. This week, we're going to be covering... We uh, This weekend was a big weekend for 131 racers up at Stanton. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows that the... the Rain and the weather guessers kept us from racing mm-hmm. this weekend here. So there's a bunch of people that went to the north and, and cashed in big time. Pretty proud of that group. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we also, speaking of uh, talking about different drivers and stuff along the way, we've got Deegan Orr in here with us. He's, we're going to get to know Deegan a little bit better and, and kind, of a, kind of a young gun around here. And mm-hmm. he's uh, had some successes with his car and, and kind of... Get to know him a little bit and see what the future might hold for him. Yeah, i kind of like to know a little bit more about how he broke into the sport. Oh, for sure, for sure. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the Night of Thunder. I've got a, a little bit of a lineup Jay Gilman gave me uh, just a little while ago. So yeah. talk a little bit about that as that's coming up in uh, just 20 a few seconds weeks. Of, yeah. of uh, June. So it's about a month away. About a month away. A little less. Yep. All right. So I want to thank you for taking the time to download and listen to our show. If you enjoy it, please rate us accordingly and tell your friends and family. If you have ideas or suggestions, please let us know. Man, Gary, we uh, we showed out up there at mid-Michigan. And I say we. <laughs> I didn't well, have anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd have to say, I have to agree. Of course, we, the decision to close this track for a weekend and not uh, run the race was probably a good one. Uh, we had, uh, I don't know, that, that must have been a tough decision. As they put that, to, that together, those weather guessers on Thursday, I think, Thursday afternoon. Yeah. And I, I think they checked and checked and with everybody they could. And uh, Louis said he even got a call for, for his opinion on it. Yeah. And it was a big race. It was a big dollar race. Yeah. if we had anything less than a, a good-sized crowd... Right, it was well, not going to be a success. Well, I think I think had it been a a normal you know a lane automotive bracket race right. series race, everybody would have been here, and we probably would have ran it. And we probably would have got it in. Mm-hmm. There would have been some raindrops that we would have had to deal with. Yeah, but in in another another issue with the way things have been with all the rain that we've gotten, the grounds here are pretty wet. Yeah, and you know the the pit area is wet. There's it's wet underneath the racetrack, and when mm-hmm. the sun comes out and it gets warm, it causes issues. Yep. So just it, we avoided all that, and mm-hmm. and I mean all things considered, I think it was the right decision to make, yeah, and let people uh and made they made it early enough to let people make other plans, and you know whether it be mm-hmm. to go up to Mid Michigan like you know a few uh, quite a few guys did and and yeah. or do other things like we went camping and which was nice it was nice mm-hmm. to have a little bit of R and R and spend some time with the family yeah I played golf <laughs> there but, you go uh, that uh, but speaking of that you know. I, 131 racers went up there in force to mid-Michigan, and they have, year after year after year, they have this Memorial Day race. It's a three-day deal. Yep. It's a pretty good deal, a low-entry fee. And, man, did uh, the 131 racers seem to clean up. Oh, they did, big time. It, we had four drivers, one, two, three, four drivers, five drivers. Mm-hmm. Five drivers that regularly race at 131 appear in two finals over the weekend. Yep. Nobody Travis. doubled up. But no. they won, five different drivers won and run it up over the course of three days. Yeah. 
So Travis Pitch was in two finals. Yep. Travis got the win on Sunday mm-hmm. and the runner-up on Saturday. And uh, your dad, Rick, won on Monday or on Saturday. Saturday, the one. first race. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got some text messages at like twelve forty-five, one o'clock in the morning. Wish you were here <laughs> with some winter circle pictures and a in a time slip. And now uh, that was nice. a that was a cool deal. Nice. Glad to see him park that thing in the winter circle. Uh, Dan Gorby won on Sunday. Yeah, good for Dan. The RC, the RC Cola, Cola car. Camaro. And, uh, of course, Donnie and Albert Scart, Donnie Hager, they had yeah. two finals together. Yep. One went each way, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty sweet. That was on Saturday and on Monday. Yep. And then Aaliyah Pitch, reigning points champion of the beginner junior dragsters. That kid's amazing. She is. She picked up the win on Saturday and then got a runner-up finish on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then Evan Mutchler. He was in two finals as well. Right. This is his first, the, the final round on Saturday was his first 790 final. Mm-hmm. And then... I think he red-lighted, right? Yep, just, he just, red-lit. And mm-hmm. Trinity Morris, regular here, she picked up the win yep. over Evan on Saturday. Yep, and good for that Seabright team. Evan sealed the deal on Sunday, mm-hmm. picking up his first 790 win. And we all knew that it wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter <laughs> of when that was going to happen. Yeah, so. That's a real good racer right there. So that pitch pitch family had a lot to celebrate. They that? did, absolutely. And and just a huge shout out to all the all the one thirty one racers that went up there and and smacked them around a little bit and cleaned house up there. Yeah, because I think that a lot of them probably did well beyond what we have and just went runner ups. Exactly. So moving on, Gary, I got a chance to get here just a little bit early and I talked to Jay Gilman a little bit and he gave me a rundown. For the Night of Thunder coming Great. up June 22nd. Great. That's Saturday night, June 22nd. Yes, that'll be the next points race that we've got here. Okay. It's, what, three weeks away, I think, give or take a little yeah. bit. I well, think that's about right. Well, who's coming, Justin? So, Do tell. Al Hanna's going to bring three jet cars. Right. So there'll be two jet funny cars and a jet dragster. Okay. And and his drivers always put on a great show. You bet. They really do. And then we will have the runaway funny car and the quick draw funny car, Johnny mm-hmm. Lawson's okay. deal. And you know those cars are fast. Yeah. They're, they're super fast for Nostalgia Nitro There's, funny cars. As far as Nostalgia Nitro yeah. cars go, yeah, they're the cream of the crop. They put on a heck of a show. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites, the Drastic Plastic, Tom Motry's bringing the car out. I'm not <laughs> sure who's piloting the thing, Good. but he's gonna he's got a match race set up with one other fuel altered. Okay. Those are I, those are probably the most fun cars to watch. Oh, yeah. No doubt about so, it. So strap a, strap a nitro burning <laughs> Basically a detuned top fuel engine on a 125-inch wheelbase with no body and no downforce. Those, those guys ain't right. <laughs> Hang on. No, they ain't right at all. <laughs> they are not right at all. And then Buzzy, mm-hmm. he's going to bring out another, him and, and one other uh, Nitro Funny Car, the Nostalgia Nitro Funny Car. Power Shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Peacemaker, Wheel Stander. That's uh, yeah, Jim, Brewer. Jim Brewer. He is known as the oldest wheel standing driver in the world, mm-hmm. so I don't know how many birthdays he's had. I but think he's even older, older than Louis. Is he really? Yeah, I think he's wow. like eighty-six or something. Like no that. kidding, I'm still doing it. Wow! And then the Chicago Land Superstockers. Yeah. Now that is going to be something to see. Yeah. They were here last year, I believe, and put on a heck of a show. Mm-hmm. Wheel standing, all a bunch of good old American iron, yeah. big cubic inches, and man, that's. Those are, those are a lot of fun to watch, that, too. That includes that white 60 Chevy, right? Oh, yeah. That was your favorite, Ooh, wasn't it? That is amazing. That oh, yeah. 600-some cubes. <laughs> That's awesome. That and is... then there's also four Double B funny cars scheduled to be here. Those are the nostalgia alcohol, alcohol funny cars. And the, you know, the Detroit Tiger, Steve <laughs> Tomosik, his car is going to be here, and then three others. So. Good. Plus the, the Lane Automotive Bracket Racing Series. We're back then 
Yep. And we're running Saturday and Sunday. We've got the Super Chevy deal on Sunday that weekend mm-hmm. as well. And that's pretty much just a car show um, on top of the uh, normal bracket race. Yeah, I think uh, it's just a car show. It's a two-day race, like you said, but the uh, Super Chevy is pretty much just uh, reduced to a car show swap meet. Yeah. yeah. Which is always nice. Oh, yeah, definitely. But there isn't any Super Chevy uh, drag competition no. that I know of. No, and, and that's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit, I think, in most areas. that that The Super Chevy show here was, I mean, that was such a, a huge, huge program. And, I mean, the, the Super Chevy magazine and, and everything that went along with it. I mean, it, this is kind of going back to almost ancient history, if, if I can... With the Roger, on that. Roger Gustin, Roger years? Gustin days, yeah. yeah. But I was I was knee high to a grasshopper handing out time slips in the mm-hmm. ET shack <laughs> with Bobby Dean, and and I remember the the day that uh, Kathy Lipscomb won the Super Chevy, and oh. I mean you'd have thought she won the the national event at Indy. I mean she you'd have thought she won U.S. Nationals. She was so happy <laughs> and so excited. But that was that was a really it was there was a lot of prestige with that. Good memory. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember so. doing well at those two way back. Now. Richard Schroeder was involved. In okay, it. yeah. Doug uh, Doug Marion came from the from the uh, magazine. Okay, and did articles on a few people. Yeah, sure, that was nice. That is pretty cool. So we're gonna shift gears a little bit, and you know, we we talk a little bit off air about other podcasts, and and that's becoming a a, a pretty big thing now, just with the the way the media is and and everything else, and. You know, there's there's a couple of them that I listen to. There, I mean, they're all drag racing related, obviously. Me too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast with Luke and Jed, I think that pretty much sets the bar by which all other podcasts are measured. And that's my opinion. I mean, I there's mean, other podcasts there besides are, this one. There are other podcasts really? besides this one <laughs> that talk about drag racing, and and each one of them has their own kind of little niche about them um, as far as what they they talk about, what they cover. Uh, Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast, it, it's it's NHRA Sportsman Racing heavy at mm-hmm. times as far as the results go, but they will, they'll talk about anything that pays 10 grand or more. Well, I think they cover the racket racing they do. very well. They do. They and, learn, learn a lot, but yeah, listen to those guys. Oh, yeah, and, and they, they are the authority as far as sportsman racing goes. I mean, mm-hmm. Luke Bogacki's made his living with, uh, surrounding, surrounded by sportsman drag racing. And and he's he does he is definitely highly involved in every facet of sportsman oh, drag racing there certainly. is. And then Jared Pennington, how can you not love the guy? I mean, he's <laughs> such a such a cool guy. I mean, I've had the opportunity to meet him a few times, and mm-hmm. and uh, he's yeah he's 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 about the the best bracket racing announcer out there that, yeah. out of anywhere. I mean, does he, some announcing as well. He does. But uh, that's a that those guys have got a hundred and twenty. Yeah, they're 120 something, something episodes some strong. Where we're doing our 29th today. <laughs> yeah, they're, exactly. Uh, five times that many, so they're pretty well experienced at it. Absolutely, and the and there's another one dialed in with Jake and Zach. Mm-hmm. Jake Hodge was here with the SFG races. Mm-hmm. Um, those those roads have parted as far as SFG right. and Jake Hodge goes, but mm-hmm. either way, uh, dialed in. That's a good one. They uh, they they have some pretty interesting guests. I listened to their most recent episode with Jake Howard. This last week, Jake Howard's a bad, bad dude that, that swaps feet down in Texas. Nice. And he's he's been out to Pomona a few different times. And mm-hmm. if, if you get a chance, check that one out. Listen to the interview with Jake Howard. He's oh, wow. He's got some pretty good stories. Mm-hmm. And then I think one of your favorite ones that's out there right now is the race cars and rental cars yeah, one. Race car, racers with rental cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Don O'Neill and Cameron yep. Ferre. And they, uh, they have some pretty good insight with the... 
the upper level NHRA guys. Yeah, yeah, they do. And and their their niche, I guess, so to speak, is the marketing aspect mm-hmm. of of racing and, and as it pertains to to sponsorship and, and and creating a brand for yourself and a lot of different facets, I guess, of of the marketing within bracket racing or sportsman mm-hmm. racing and even even at the level that Cameron Frey is at you know top fuel he runs top fuel car that it's part of team race pack and he, yeah. he's got a lot of a lot of knowledge on that yeah they're a marketing must work because I bought their t-shirt <laughs> there you go yeah. did you did you send them any hate mail yet no, no <laughs> well really, that's that's their that that's how to contact them is is hate mail at, at <laughs> race cars and rental cars didn't know that <laughs> so okay. but up next we are going to sit down and talk with Deegan Orr. Deegan's joining us live. He took a night off of work to, to come hang out with us for a little while. And yeah. we're just going to get to know Deegan a little bit better. So yeah, we'd like to welcome Deegan to our, our podcast and, and get to know him a little bit better. You bet. He's yeah, an up-and-comer. Appreciate you coming on yeah, sharing some time with us. We've had a bunch of old-timers in here talking about yeah. racing of past. We thought, let's, let's get a newbie in here. Yeah, let's let's get a little different perspective exactly. on it. And what what goes on here, and and how to, I guess the biggest thing I'm interested in is how to get involved mm-hmm. in in drag racing, especially for someone young that's you know has been here before. And 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 Deegan actually was telling me off here he grew up around it, and he just it I, I'd really like to to get a better understanding of how that goes for for somebody who's really just trying to get their feet wet and and then jump into this whole crazy thing that we call bracket racing yeah i have a bunch of questions for you deegan but first of all though who are you what how did you get into this racing tell us a little bit about yourself first time i was at a racetrack i was about six months old watching my grandpa he um had a 1973 camaro it was the original bad boy okay so he raced down at thunderbird dragway and super pro and pro Mm -hmm. he'd foot break the car obviously and picked up a points championship and super pro one year i think it was the first year i was born so Mm-hmm. First year of my life, I was pretty much at the racetrack all summer long. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So he did a lot of racing at Thunderbird, and then he went to mid-Michigan a lot. And then um, about like 03, I'd say, he started racing at Martin quite a lot more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when you became of age to, to drive, is that one of the things you wanted to do right away? Or? Oh, yeah. I can remember just being about five years old wanting to race the black car. That was what I looked forward to growing up, definitely. So okay. played a lot of baseball growing up, but I mean, came back to the racetrack around 2013, 2014 and fell back in love with the sport. Definitely. After my grandpa sold the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the truck that uh, Brian Boobie's got right now. The right. bad boy too. Right. So it's the so, same, same name on it. Yep. yep. Different yep. owner driver. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. So that, uh, that transition though, you said, of course you, you're a pretty accomplished ball player then. Yeah. Did that all through high school and. Yeah. So I did uh, that, but. um. Any beyond that? So I started racing in 2015. So not much, nope. not much baseball after that, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well, all cool. right. You, your shoulders are a lot safer racing. Yeah. Than <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> baseball. Yeah. <laughs> So, so tell us a little bit about your current car that you're running. That's got a little bit of little bit of history, as you were telling me off air. Yeah. So my grandma, she worked at uh, General Motors. So she had the 2000 Trans Am for a summer car and a 2000 Camaro for her winter car. Really? So in about 09, my grandpa, after Pink Sell Out, he raced in that here, and mm-hmm. he decided to sell the truck. So they got rid of the Camaro as well. So the Trans Am has sat ever since, but um, has like 57,000 miles on it, sat in a garage, never seen snow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
first year I was born, my mom raced it down at Thunderbird, went a few rounds. And really? Yeah, okay. running the same number in the quarter mile here. So mm-hmm. it's pretty consistent besides it being a fuel injection car. The humidity <laughs> doesn't like it too much. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that a bit of a struggle, the fuel injection? Yeah, for sure. Consistency? I mean, do the first time hit and it's like 1350 then next time hit up to like a 1375 so mm. it's a little bit rough dialing her in but well, let's see you've been pretty successful you, you definitely <laughs> definitely have uh, made it work well i mean you, you've you've won quite a few rounds in in two different classes modified and and i think you won your first race last year in street correct yeah right so um streets streets kind of where i do my do the do the work <laughs> so um do points in the street but modified is more just for fun just kind of get a little more seat time in the car and sure. make a few more runs i mean makes the day Absolutely. go by a lot quicker oh, going yeah. up I for think, mod and street yeah uh, i think the people that double up you know the seat time the seat it, time it, it does really matter big time if you could enter twice it'd even be better absolutely it's definitely helped with my reaction time quite a lot ah Good. So, oh, good yeah. to know. Did you start on Friday nights, or how'd you get into it? So I started just doing Friday nights in 2015, just doing a little testing. Um, first bracket race I entered, it got rained out, so I was pretty disappointed about that. But <laughs> came back the next year and entered points and didn't do too so or didn't do too too hot. Mm. I'd say I was, I think I was like last place. <laughs> so got to pay your dues. Yeah. yeah yep. I think I ended the season with a whopping like 54 points or something like okay. that. But um. The next year went a little better. I was pretty happy to see a little, like an O in front of the reaction time. Yeah, so, the first first digit being yeah. O, that's always good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But last year, things kind of started going my way. Got a little little better at it. Kind of knew the yeah. car a little bit more. Yeah, we got to know you a little bit then, too. I, yeah. I just started to win races and earn a little respect out there. Yeah. So how long would you have to race on Friday nights before you're confident enough to try it on Saturday? You know, I did that Friday night in September, then went right into that bracket race. But the next year, I did a few test and tunes, and then I was right into it. I mean, sure. it, it wasn't about the money. It was more about just how much fun I was having. Just Yeah, sure. Trying to go some rounds. I mean, I was happy just to get one round win, you know. How'd that oh, feel, yeah. that first first win lay on your side? I, I remember that race like it was yeah. yesterday. It was against Jamie Retzema. Yeah. Okay. So Not a bike, no bike. Yeah. So yeah. That, was, that was my first round win, and it was actually the first race my grandpa made it out to watch me. Oh, so, perfect. Yeah, that was a good time. Now, the bike was quicker coming on you, Yeah, right? for sure. How'd, how'd that race go? Do you remember it? Um, I know I was about 02 on the tree, and I don't remember his reaction time, but I just remember... Somebody told me if you're racing a dragster, or you're racing a bike. Do not play the stripe at all. So I just ripped it a few times, took the stripe. I, mm-hmm. I know I took the stripe by a little too much, but mm-hmm. car was running Safe. dead on, and mm-hmm. yeah, got the round win. How about that? There you with, go. With a twenty-something light. Yeah, what a great feeling! See that light come on down there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're when you were doing the Friday night test and tune thing, yeah. what were some of the things that you were working on to try to try to bring yourself to that? That level, and whether it's a level that you've created in your mind or yeah. you, you believe that you need to be at to be able to, to be competitive. So at first, I wasn't knocking in deep, and that was a struggle. I'd struggle to cut an 09 light. I, was, I knew I was hitting the light where I needed it to like be, mm-hmm. but it was not showing on the time slip. It was like point ones all day long. So somebody told me, I think it was Donnie, to start getting in deep. Really? Donnie and Ron, they're telling yep. me to get in deep. So mm-hmm. I started going in deep, and... I learned that it's all about being a consistent, getting in yeah. consistent. Yes, like, it is. Because there was a lot of times where I'd get excited and get in too deep, and then I'd be going right. red every single time. Right. Yep. Yeah. You learned that the hard way. Huh? And the sixty foot, the sixty foot matters a lot with the reaction, or um, 
With the, Sorry about that. No, with uh, the consistent bump. Right. Right. If I don't get in there with a consistent bump, my 60 foot is way over. Yeah. Like, I usually am about 218 in the 60 foot, and I was mm -hmm. running like 230s if I was getting in too, too deep. deep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's, that's quite a bit too slow deep. Down. You were just yeah. about ready to knock yeah, that was, the stage uh, ball. <laughs> getting a little too excited for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Uh, So you must have learned a lot of this stuff as you grew up and watched, and, and as far as the, the how everything works in the breakout and, and, the, and the staging yeah. process. I mean, I remember growing up, I'd get here, first time trial, first cars going down the track. I was watching, and I was here till the last pair went down the track. That's mm -hmm. All I did was watch racing, and growing up, I had the four-lane Hot Wheels drag strip or whatever. That's <laughs> about all I did growing up, too. So your, your practice <laughs> tree. Yeah, definitely all about race cars growing up. But. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting. You mentioned how you you found that comfortable spot on the tree, correct? Yeah. You know, when so, that last yellow comes on, yeah. You somewhat had to adjust the car then. Yeah. To so hit the light better. Definitely want to leave. Obviously, when the third amber light comes on, but mm -hmm. I have to explain to people what that deep means because a lot of people will see pictures of my car and it has deep, and they're like, "Well, mm -hmm. what does that mean?" And I have to tell them like, if I didn't go in deep, my reaction times would not be competitive at all. Right. 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 So it's got nothing to do with scuba diving. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people wonder, well. You're running 13 something and they're running 10 on their car. What does that mean? Why are you beating mm -hmm. them? Sure. So, a lot of people don't know what bracket racing means, but I have a good time like, kind of explaining to them about the bracket racing and how it's not just whoever goes faster. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's and it's meant for guys like you to be able to be competitive in a 13 yeah. second car and, and race against guys that have faster cars. And, and it, it's, it's, it's meant to level the playing field. Yeah. Hopefully one day I'll make it up to that, those times and 10, nine second cars. But <laughs> for now, I, I enjoy racing a 13 second car. I get to drive it to the strip. I mean, yeah. I have fun. That's, and that's what it's really all about. Absolutely. Yeah. You that's know, for sure. So you've, uh, you, you're, you're forcing yourself, I think, and maybe pushing yourself is a better word to, to get better and to, and, and you're taking risks to do that. Yeah, and, for sure. I mean, you've, I've seen you in modified you know quite a few races maybe towards the end of last year yep. and this year and you're you're doing well you're turning wind lights on in in what would probably be considered less than par as far as your equipment goes oh yeah that's that's upper level yeah there's eight, there's eight <laughs> second cars in yeah i mean the pressure is definitely on when i see like people like chad six pulling up next to me or like you you were behind me one of these days and i was like oh if he lines up against me i just try not to like beat myself before I race. That's 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 huge. Yep. That so, right there is huge. My grandpa always told me it's not who you race. You're it's a time trial every single time. Mm -hmm. So I just gotta tell myself when I go up to the tree I have nobody next to me. It's yeah. just me. That's that's good. That's really that's good. a good point of view. Yeah. If you're worried about your opponent, that's one factor that you do not need in your head. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got plenty of other stuff to think about. For sure. You just concentrate on that tree and do your best. I throwing a dart at a dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can take the blinder off every once in a while, it helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, being that you've 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 had a lot of time at the track and everything, I'm sure that you, there are people that you've looked up to, and and I don't even know if heroes the right word. I got it in the notes as heroes, but I don't I don't know that that's really appropriate. But who are some of the people that you look up to that you kind of you know want to want to be at the same level as I guess if you will. Yeah, so besides my grandpa, I've always wanted to be like my grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Monty Mori, yep. Mike Bogardus, Mike Taffel, those are all some of the racers that when I first started racing here, they would, they'd kind of help me out, and sure. they didn't just let me be by myself. They'd kind of teach me more about my car because 
I'm a 16 year old kid who doesn't know much about cars. I just know right. how to bracket race. <laughs> so it kind of taught me a little bit more about my car. I mean, I think it was the first race weekend, the check engine light came on as I'm pulling up to the gates to see Stephanie. And mm -hmm. I have no idea what's wrong with the car, but I just filled up in the Gas cap wasn't yep, clipped three so times. It wasn't clipped oh. three times, and I didn't lock it properly. So okay. Mike Bogardas had the little reader out and helped me out with sure. that. But wow. just cool. some rookie mistakes. But they've definitely took me in and get to spend the weekends with them. That's Look forward cool. to seeing my racing family for sure. That's very cool. And you mentioned the Hagers. Right? Yeah, of Don course. Hager. Donnie's definitely. Who wouldn't want to be like him? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So I guess what what does the future look like for you? in this in this bracket racing thing or even even beyond bracket racing in racing in general so i'd like to see myself get a new car by next year okay i'm not sure if it's going to be faster or slower just something a little a little easier to dial in more sure. like a race car that i can possibly turn into like a modified car sure but um something that's not fuel injection for sure <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah that's a that's that's something that's I'd definitely agree good. with that yeah for sure and, and, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are making the fuel injection thing work, but it's all aftermarket stuff. It's yeah. not anything factory yeah. as far as fuel injection goes that, you know, you can you can tune it and you set it and it's there. It's not going to adjust on the fly or anything like that, yeah. which is sounds like some of what you're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, right for sure. Now. Which it's, I guess I guess where you're at right now, it forces you to forces you to be a driver at the yeah, other end. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it really does. And and if you can develop that skill and learn, learn that into the racetrack, that's a – that's that's a good tool yeah. to have in your back pocket. Yeah, you're talking about the far end. The, the, yeah. yeah, driving yeah. the finish line. Yeah, yeah. You must have to run that through your mind when somebody's going 40 miles an hour faster. You, you know this is coming. Yep. You kind of got to play it out in your mind ahead of time, don't you? You think well, a little bit. Yeah. How fast is this going to seem when when Justin comes by me down there? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's, I I think it was Tom Pitch who I was racing, and he just. He just went right by me. Like, I had no time to even think. So I just ran it all out, and I yeah. I got lucky and was one above for, like, I think wow. it was, like, a 30-pack or something. I was 006, and he was 64 on the tree. So he was out of it. But yeah. So cool. It was definitely cool to race him. I have a picture of when I was about five, six years old next to his car. So before <laughs> I raced him, I actually got a picture with his car, and I was, like, going to compare the pictures. But yeah. we lined up in the staging lanes, got to introduce myself to him. And be like, hey, I watched... I grew up watching you race now. Yeah. So now sitting across the table from us is our producer Cameron. And do you have any advice for Cameron? He would like to get involved in racing. Try it. Try it. Any any advice you'd want to give him to get started? How to get started? Well, I mean, you did pretty good picking me for your fantasy draft. So <laughs> you're off to off to a good start. <laughs> Team Cameron. Sure. Cameron got the crayons out. He got his box of Crayolas out, and <laughs> he made up a sign here that you can't see. <laughs> he's he's cheering on hashtag Team Cameron. Sure enough. I know. I, I seen Ron pull up to the last race and was like, oh, getting replaced again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely suggest not getting a fuel injection, <laughs> obviously. A carbureted car. Yes, for sure. Um, I would just say have fun. I mean, you'll get better at it the more you go down the track, for sure. Sure. But I just go down and have fun every weekend. I'm just here to have fun. I mean, a lot of people will be like, well, you're losing out on so much money. And I'm like, well, it's not about the money to me. It's about right. just being here. Yeah. Oh, they make more every day. Yeah. Oh, people, <laughs> people burn money a lot yeah. more foolishly than you're doing. Oh, no, absolutely. My goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Team Cameron, 48 points. Uh, team Justin, 49. Pretty close right now. Oh, 
Oh, I yeah, have, where's Gary? I have 56. Uh-huh. There <laughs> it is. In street. Uh, Cameron has uh, Donnie Hager and Deegan Orr in street. That's that's two good picks. It's right a solid, that's, that's solid team for sure. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Deegan, is there any, any races that are on the schedule that, that you really want to – you've got your sights set on as far as, as attending and, and doing well? Well, I was going to make it out for the Memorial Day yep. weekend race, but obviously that got canceled. But I'd like to see myself racing in the no-box race this yep. year. Bottom the ball no bash. Bottom ball bash. There you go. Good. Possibly get out here to watch the SFG 500. Okay. Watch that. Um, mm-hmm. What I'm hoping to do is get a new car so I can start towing it to a track and possibly racing at a few other tracks, okay. like mid-Michigan a little bit more. Sure. Mm-hmm. On our off weekends here. Definitely sure. run points at Martin for sure. There you Good. go. But, Good. So tell us about your support team. I, I see quite a crowd hanging out. Yeah. So my uh, the grandma that doesn't own the car, my other grandma, she's definitely <laughs> my biggest supporter. She's oh, right. out there. She comes to watch, yeah. right? I think I see it on the spectator side. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're out there. My cousin and her boyfriend like to come out a lot. But, okay. Um, I spend a lot of time with uh, Michael Gardas's granddaughter and Monty Mori's granddaughter. So we're, oh, okay. we're over there. Coming over and seeing the spectators on the spectator do, side. Do any of them race? So, Kaylin Cummings has the Orange Hornet That's in street right. class. Okay. Yep. So, I graduated high school with her. Oh, neat. So, I've known her for a while. Then, um, Monty Mori's granddaughter, Jenna. She's one of my good friends. How about that? I didn't we'll know that. I'd like to see her in a car sometime. Mm-hmm. I, I think that time's coming. Yeah, soon. for sure. <laughs> She's itching to get in the car yeah. for sure. That's great. How old is she? She's 17 or 18. Yeah, so, yeah. I think yeah. she's graduating high school this yep, year. Yeah, so she just graduated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you Hopefully think junior drag drivers have a quite an edge here or advantage as they transition to a big car? You know, I've always wanted to be a junior dragster racer, but, I mean, we all got to start somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's not easy. Not everybody can do that, of no. course. Yeah, the first year I was here, I came here and got my butt whooped and I was just like, I'm going to try Osceola in mid-Michigan and <laughs> go up north. So I went all around and I was, the one thing that they all have in common is everybody's very like welcoming. It's yeah. all about friends and family at the racetrack, anywhere you go. That's so good to that, hear. That, I definitely and, and, had a lot of help. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And I don't know if the same atmosphere is at the circle track races, like the local weekly programs, which I don't think it is. It seems a lot more cutthroat than, than what that is, but there's definitely a, a family atmosphere here, and, and I'm glad that you see it, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Once my grandpa sold the truck, we tried or kind of tried out the circle track, and he wasn't a big fan of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, like you said, a little bit more cutthroat. For sure. Yeah, that's different. You know that feeling you get when you go through the lights, and it's you're trying to beat your opponent by a foot, and that height, height of excitement? Well, for a stock car racer, it's like that all the way around yeah. the track. Oh, really? That's what I hear. You know, they're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Do, do you suppose they get dizzy in the process? <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but they but they don't uh, communicate like drag racers. I, no. I know that. They hold things pretty close to the chest. You know, yep. if, they, if they've learned something about the track or their car, they probably keep it themselves. Sure. And, yeah. you know, what? what see, what's crazy to me is they get they get really excited about, like, a 
a two hundredths of a second finish line in the Daytona five hundred or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they just drove five hundred miles to get to that, and mm-hmm. twenty thousandths, man, that's that's about every race here. Yeah, <laughs> you know what a lot I mean? of them are so, less than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not knocking stock car race. I've never no. tried it, but uh, it is different. It is. Yeah, it's no, it, it's no a little question different. about it. And I, I sure enjoy the drag racing. That's for sure. And, and that camaraderie, that family atmosphere. Yeah, every sure. track you go to, yeah, I like absolutely. I like hearing that. That is that's great. And don't you think that uh, let's say Travis Pitch might be a little tougher next time he comes back? I bet he will. He's got a boatload of confidence. Yeah, coming in. exactly. And, that, and that's a big thing. And kind of to tag along with what Deacon was saying, I mean, he 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 took his licks here, and mm-hmm. he took his licks in other places too. And sure. and it's it's really seat time is is invaluable when you're learning how to do this. No, no question. I think it was the Memorial Day weekend race at Mid Michigan last year. I went up there and raced, and first round get beat by Ron Hagar, but then they they pull for the buy up there. So I got okay. pulled for the buy. About mm-hmm. to go in the lanes for the bye, and here comes Mr. Hagar back up in the lanes, <laughs> take me out. And I was just like, oh, well, your hopes were dashed. Drive home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. part of it. It is, it is part of it. And there's, there, anywhere you go, there, there are some really, really tough drivers. It's definitely a learning process yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So I, I think we're going to be hearing a lot more out of Deegan Orr. I think so too. I think Deegan's got a bright future in bracket racing ahead of him, and he gets and into a consistent car. Yeah, he's going to be dead. Look out! Yeah. I mean, I agree. It, and it's it's all about having the right tool for the job, and he he definitely doesn't have the right tool, and, and he's <laughs> no, finding some success. In the meantime, he's learning and getting better. Absolutely. All the time. And, and to run in modified too, that's that's a good learning ground. That's Absolutely. Well, I'd just like to to thank you, Deegan, for coming in here and taking some time out of your day and hanging out with us for a little bit, and. Yeah. uh been fun getting to know you i know we've we've chatted a little bit in the staging lanes here and there and yeah of no, course it's, thanks it's for having me you guys and yeah. and deegan's one of our biggest fans of the podcast oh, <laughs> so oh, we, appreciate we, we thank you for been, that been listening since the first episode so that's good. awesome so at least we have one that's right <laughs> that's that's great to hear but we hope you come up and get a big check in the tower yeah of course soon. sometime soon hopefully that would be great Sounds that'd be good. really cool to see that's good so i think that's gonna wrap us up gary episode 29 uh kind of short and sweet and the sun's shining right now, which is a rare thing in Michigan. That means you know, we've got to go mow the yard. <laughs> <laughs> True. If there's a break, a break in the rain. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll have some more racing to talk about in future podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Look forward to June 22nd. That's the night of, night of thunder. Yep. And that'll be the first big event of the season yeah that's bracket race number five and then six will be the next day sounds like a plan to me so i'd just like to like to thank everybody again for downloading and listening and listening to our show and you know we you know where to find our podcast we're on soundcloud and and google play and and itunes you know all the places that you can normally find a podcast yeah just subscribe and yeah subscribe to us and you'll be notified when the newest episode drops Mm -hmm. and we look forward to talking to you again next week great All right. Thank you, everybody. Take care.